Are you tired of living life according to someone else's standards and not getting the fulfillment that you desire in life? We see most people find their confidence based on what other people say about them or in what others are doing. You see, in this podcast, I want to help you find your inner voice, along with building your own self-confidence, ultimately upgrading who you are. The process of upgrading who you are starts right now. Get started. I'm so excited to have you, Nate, on our live today for the I Killed My Own Killer podcast series. This is episode three. Just to give you a little bit of background about what this series is, um, it's a series that focuses on personal development. So I wrote four-part book series called I Killed My Own Killer, and each book focuses on personal development, whether it's in physical health, spiritual health, finances, relationships. In life, we have a lot to keep up with, so that's what the book series is for, and now we have the podcast series with it, and I'm so stoked to have you on this interview because you seem to manage everything perfectly between your family, (laughs) business, every business that you run, your physical health. Not many guys can do it. So that's why um, I wanted to interview you for the podcast. So welcome to all of our viewers. That's what we'll be discussing. And Nate, let's just start off by you giving us a little bit of background about yourself. Fantastic. I mean, kudos to you on writing that book. So fantastic work. I know how hard that is. So uh, good job on that. Uh, So I started early on at the age of 19. I bought my first property and, and flipped that property and, uh, and realized I really enjoyed it. I really loved it. And I just, everything about me at that age was, you know, real estate. I dropped out of college. I got into the car business, bought my first property. And then next thing you know, I, I, you know, I started identifying some gifts about me, uh, being able to communicate uh, difficult topics and really simplifying them and people actually understanding them and getting that. So I realized that uh, in the workplace. And so that transitioned me from buying real estate to uh, buying companies, uh, preferably ones that were struggling. And so I spent a lot of time doing that and investing in companies and really investing in the people there. And as I did that, the companies grew. And then now I've now transitioned, uh, still owning the companies, uh, now personal development coach, life coach, and doing a lot of motivational speaking and uh, holding small classes and stuff like that. So that's pretty much what I've been doing in a nutshell. So I basically started flipping things, flipping uh, houses, flipping businesses, and now I call it flipping people. I love it. And what I love about it is I've gotten a personal taste of it too, which is why it excites me even more. Because whenever we first met you almost two years ago in Lafayette, Louisiana, it was incredible to see how much you pour into people. Um, So the journey that you went through is not only for yourself, but it's because you get to give back in so many areas. 100%. Yeah, 100%. That's so cool. And anybody, if you're in the Lafayette area, Nate does these really cool masterminds. It was in person before COVID-19 came. (laughs) Um, but now we're online, we're still shaking and baking. So thank you, Nate, for all that you do. Um, and for myself, I'm a millennial and a lot of people my age, younger and older, you hear go to school, get good grades to go to college, where for yourself, you chose the entrepreneurial route, which seems like at an early age. So how did you make that decision between you know, going to college and pursuing a degree to get a good job versus you know, being an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think this one matters the most. This is the this is that one question that most millennials are people that are in that surf that situation. They say, "This is the answer I'm looking for." And so I get this question often. And look, I'll say it like this: is that each one of us have an inner responsibility, our inner conversation with ourselves. It's a pull that nobody else knows but us. Yeah. And that's what I experienced when I decided to drop out of college because my family wanted me to remain in college. You know, it was the right thing to do to my, my extended family, to my friends. They were in college. So it was the right thing to do. 
externally was stay in college. That's, it made sense, you know, so everybody else did. But inside of me, the inner conversation and the inner voices I was having and I was dealing with was pulling me somewhere else, was telling me, no, college is not for you. There's something else. I don't know quite what it is, but there's something else that's pulling me in a different direction. And I decided to follow that. And wow. I think for those that your listeners that are listening is what's important is that don't overlook or don't silence yourself or your hearing or listening to the voice that you have inside of you, mm-hmm. because it's easily masked by what everybody else is doing and what everybody else is saying. And guess what? That everybody is people that genuinely love you and they're closest to you because you don't listen to people that you don't love, mm-hmm. but people that pour into you. They look, they're going to give you everything they have and they love you. And they're going to give you the best advice. But the key is, is that their best advice may not be the right advice for you in your life. And so you have to make the decision personally to say, you know what, I'm going to follow the inner conversation that I'm having with myself, those inner voices that, that are telling me you need to do something else. Follow that. Wow. That's deep. And that's so true. I remember whenever I was at LSU and I met DePaul he had that inner voice telling him, just pursue business. Business is the route that you should go. But he was studying medicine for other reasons. Like you said, ah. some people, they tell us things and it may not, it may not be the best advice for us, but it's in their best interest. So Absolutely. we have to decipher how to love on our family and friends, but also make decisions for ourselves. And I, I find that that only comes with, you know, growing up and going into adulthood. So for yourself, how long do you think it took you to master listening to your own voice in, instead of listening to everybody else around you? I think the more you do it uh, and you start small, I mean, you have these conversations about all kinds of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, it's, and so you, and I find that you gain momentum the more you listen to it. And so once you listen to it and you say, oh, well, that checked out. Oh, wow. That was cool. Oh, so then you start gaining more confidence. And so I, I can't tell you I've mastered it. Uh, however, because of some things that like, it'll tell me to do something and I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second. It's like that big step, you know, mm-hmm. and in my life is always large steps now. Mm-hmm. But I think early on in the process, the big step for me was, okay, I'm going to drop out of college against my family's will mm-hmm. to go pursue something that I don't even know really the clear direction. And so that's a big one. But leading up to that was all kind of things that were giving me promptings of maybe there's something because I remember in high school. Uh, I won, uh, I was the prom king. And what I realized is that prom king is a popular thing. Yeah. And, but looking back at those things, I realized there's something about me that somebody noticed Mm -hmm. that they voted for me and they considered me popular. Mm -hmm. So So I had a conversation about that with myself. Like, I wonder what people see in me because I was, I mean, I was pretty outgoing, but I wasn't like this big football jock. I wasn't like the guy that was on all the, yearbooks I wasn't that guy and so but I was having those conversations of saying there's got to be something what is it there's something about me I haven't quite identified that yet but there's something about it and I just started deciding to just pursue that a little bit like looking to certain things and and that stuff gives you a little bit more confidence so whenever you're ready to make that decision it's there for you okay thank you for taking us back all the way to your high school days and seeing you as prom king then Shout out, I was prom, prom queen too. <laughs> but you're right. it starts with those little moments and noticing, okay, there's a reason this is happening. Somebody else may see something within myself that I don't see yet, but it's an evolution and it's a progression. And like you said, you're- And you have to, that's right. You have to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm, absolutely. 
and it, it doesn't stop. Like you said, it continue, it continues to go throughout your life and you continue to be better and you're never going to master it. Um, and that can also be applied into your physical health too, especially living in South Louisiana. We're surrounded by soul food and not everybody is as physically active or motivated as um, I know for myself, I would like them to be. So how, whenever you're in a social situation or maybe you're at a crawfish boil or a tailgate, people are just taking back many beers or eating a lot of food. How do you make those tiny decisions that evolve into your health and say, you know what, I'm going to be different because that's what's best for me. Yeah, so it's a great question. I mean, you're full of great questions today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Tougher the questions and better the response, right? And so, look, I, 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 I will not, um, so it's not like I'm on a rigid diet. I'm not on a strict diet. But what, what the challenge for me is, is that to keep things in limitation. Mm. And especially with food, because people that know, know me, know that I, you know, I can eat a lot of food. Like when I'm at a sitting, I can eat a lot of food. However, the balance to that is, is that I got to make sure that I'm working out twice as hard as the amount of food that I put in my mouth. That's so right. I, I challenged myself personally. I said, okay, Nate, if you want to go out and binge and you want to eat all of this food, so be prepared for the workout that's coming tomorrow morning. Wow. And that's how, so now it's a personal challenge to me. It's like, is it worth it? Because then when I wake up and I don't feel really good, I'm not quitting. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not going to quit. And I'll, and I'll speak to myself. There's times where I have to start walking. But I'm telling myself, no, you wanted to eat 12 pieces of chicken. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to run and you're going to hustle and you're going to beat some time because you decided you made the decision. So now you may need to continue the decision and commit to the good health, to commit to the exercising. And so it becomes a mindset game. Yeah. And that's absolutely. that's really what it is. So I work out and I work out really hard so mm -hmm. that I can eat what I want. However, the eating doesn't exceed the amount of output I put in working out. That's good. I wrote that in my book that the amount of calories you put in is what you better put out. So for myself, yeah. like you eat a lot, you know, you better burn those calories off the next day. That's right. 100%. But and it's the mindset that's so hard. So would you say whenever you slip up and you eat too many chicken wings and you wake up the next morning and you have to push yourself harder, would you say that those are learning moments for you to where the next time you're in that situation, uh, it's easier to kind of fight that battle mentally? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It, and, and look, it's a challenge either on both sides is a challenge. And that's that's what I want to bring home is that the working out for me is all the mind. It's a challenge to my mindset. Mm -hmm. It really is a challenge because even though I may not have uh, uh, I made the impulsive decision to eat more chicken. Mm -hmm. However, I'm also going to make because I have I'm goal oriented. I'm also going to have an impulse decision to say I need to go work out. Uh -huh. and, and it's because of that. I have to now fight through the impulsive decision of the food now during the time that I got to work out. And I'm saying, okay, like you got a decision to make. Either you're going to quit now, sacrifice now, or you're going to give up now. Or because if you do that now, then you're going to do it somewhere else. That's you know, good. what it, What are you going to glutton on in somewhere else? Maybe I'll glutton in spending too much money in my businesses. You know, maybe I'm going to do, you see, it's all, it's all intertwined. It's a, it's a link. You know, and so for me, I look at it and say, okay, if I made this impulsive decision here, now I better be committed over here to make sure that I exceed what I did over here. And so for me, it's all a mindset deal. Yes, a mindset that plays a part in different areas of our life, because you just, um, that what you make mentally in your health may pull over in a decision that you have to make in your business or in your finances. So it's Correct. so awesome to you, you're working your muscle of your brain 
and it's rolling over and, and pouring over into other areas of your life. Wow, that's so awesome to hear that. And I'm going to rewatch this live and re-listen to the podcast too, because you're dropping so many bombs on stuff that I know I still have to work on in my physical <laughs> health um, whenever it comes to business. And it could be a lot, you know, managing multiple businesses like you do. You're a life coach, so you still have relationships with different people and you're so on top of your health. Um, what is one thing that helps you stay in order with it all or on top of it all? Yeah, so I, I would say the single biggest thing is waking up early in the morning. And and so so, so I want to quantify that for the, the earliness part of that because some people, they have different work hours. So for me, uh, I wake up at about 5.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when I wake up, the reason why I wake up early is because I'm up before anybody else is. Mm -hmm. And so the key to this is not the time that you wake up. The key is, is to get up before any distractions can distract you, that can take your attention. And so during those moments and during that time, I have the, I have the control at that moment, the present moment to decide who Nate wants to be for today. Mm. And so now I ask myself these prompting questions. Like this morning, one of the things that I journaled was, okay, where can my business improve today? What decisions can Nate make today that's going to improve his business? Now it causes me to focus on something that I can do today to now gain or to get more traction in a specific area. It's the same thing. You can do it in your life. So you can say, okay, what kind of attitude is Nate going to have today? Mm -hmm. And then I, I throw scenarios in there. Okay, I know I'm going to have to drive today to my office and somebody's going to possibly jump in front of me, slow down, no signal, take a right turn. What decision? So Nate, what are you going to do about that? Are you going to maintain a positive attitude or you're not? You see, it's the, it's the being, it's, it gives you the ability and it creates the environment that you can control because you can't control outside of that whenever eight o'clock kids or whatever the time is, you got to wake the kids and you got to prepare, you got to feed them, you got to bring kids to school, you got to go to the job, you get all of this stuff. You can't think about that because at that moment, now you're reacting. Mm -hmm. But whenever you can, you can create the environment in the morning before all the chaos breaks out, now you can control your environment. And you can now set some guidelines, some small goals that you can focus on that can help you through the chaos. Wow, that's so good. And I was about to ask you, what are some of those distractions that'll get you if you don't wake up earlier? But like you said, getting the kids ready and bringing them to school. And then I'm pretty sure you have business calls that are coming your way once, you know, work hours start. So that's awesome that you get that one, that one hour before mm -hmm. everything begins to yourself. Do you close it out in the afternoon or in, um, at nighttime whenever you're by yourself to look back on that daily goal? Or yeah, oft yes. Oftentimes I do. Yeah, okay. I'll self-evaluate at the end, especially if I had a challenging day, I'll self-evaluate. Uh, and just to rebrush and rethink about some of the things that I did do that was positive okay. and some things that I'm really thankful for that I was able to do. So there's a gratitude aspect to it as well. But I'm constantly thinking about that. So right now I get paid to think. So it's a lot easier where I am in my life today than it was prior because it was a work before because I was operating I was in the business I was doing a lot of the work and so it, was, it gets really tough and strenuous but you have to it, it has to matter to you if it matters to you and you can see the benefit from it then you'll pursue it and your impulsive decisions will support that however on my end now I get paid to think so I'm always thinking about ways that anytime something happens I'm self-evaluating okay so Somebody rubbed me the wrong way or it was a wrong conversation or uh, somebody may have crossed me or whatever. I'm thinking, okay, before I blame anybody else, I'm thinking, what could I have done? Could mm -hmm. I have shifted my posture? Maybe could I smile a little bit more? 
maybe can I use my words a little bit better? Could I communicate a little bit more clear? So I'm always self-evaluating. It's like, it's like an instant. As soon as something happens, I'm self-evaluating. But I had to beat that. But that was created through my morning routine. That was created through that environment that I set up. So yeah. now it's instantaneous. If something happens, I'm immediately thinking self-evaluating. Yeah, it's, it's like, not their fault. That's right. I can't control them. What I can't control is only me and my actions. Awesome. What could I have done differently to create a different result for that person in this scenario? So then I can learn from that and apply that in certain in other areas in my life. That's so good. And kudos to you for having that reflex. I know most of us, we don't have it or we don't have it yet. And instead of doing some self-reflection, we like to look at the other person or they did me wrong. And it's hard to look at yourself. Um, but I like how you continue to look within and now it's gotten easier for you and it's it's basically instinct where when something happens you immediately um observe yourself and see how could the situation have been handled differently yeah yeah and it's not perfect you know i'm not perfect and i don't want to come off that way however you know the investment i've made has really gained a lot of positive momentum in my life and so and i and now that same stuff i'm teaching my team my executive team i teach my leaders it's you know, when they come with a problem, I'm saying, okay, what can you, what could have you done? Because you can't control what everybody else is doing. You can only control, as a leader, you can dictate and you can really, you know, uh, direct environments. And, and that's super important for people that what you apply in your personal life, you're sharing to somebody else. And so for me to be able to win in that category, I'm not teaching somebody else to do the same because self-evaluation is so important and it gives you the ability to make changes immediately and also down the line that can affect things down the line. Wow. You're so right about all of that. And I love how you change yourself to be a better version of you, but it's also to give back. Um, do you have a circle of influencers or people that you hang out with to continue to pour into you? Cause I know for me personally, um, living here in Lafayette has been hard for me to find other lady bosses or girlfriends to hang out with um, where I can talk business to them. Cause you know, yeah. my husband, he runs a business and he has all these amazing guy friends and so do you you go play golf with him but That's i'm right. struggling on how to find other women that are um into personal development or you know into other things so where do you find your biggest uh, motivators and people that can pour into you yeah it's a great question and a lot of times i'll find it so I'll encourage you this way and i know that's a question for a lot of people because in this area a lot of things are clip tight you know, it's who knows who. So if you're not from the air and you don't know many people, it's hard to get in. Mm -hmm. However, the best thing to do is to find out where the, the environments or where they hang out and okay. be there. And so for me, it was golf. Yeah. You know, I picked up golf because, and I didn't just play on the weekends because everybody else plays on the weekends. The ones that have the money, the ones that are goal-oriented, the ones that are, are business owners and not uh, operators, they're playing in the middle of the week. And not many people are out there. So mm -hmm. I go by myself where a lot of people will say, I need to have a buddy to go with me, but I would intentionally go to the golf course by myself to go link up and play with somebody else. Wow. And now we spent four hours of quality time together without the gatekeeper, without anybody else in their office knowing to trying to hide, hide them from me. And now I have the opportunity to just have real conversation with people. Yeah. and get to know them and connect at a personal level with them because when you're playing golf you connect immediately so my thing is is it's to find the environment of where those people are hanging out okay and be there a lot of times it's in the gym or yeah. it's and but you got to be specific in what type of gym so like uh there's a guy that i was coaching and he was a financial advisor 
And that's what he did for a living. And so his thing was, I, I want to find, I want to connect just like you. I want to connect with people that uh, can pour into me that I can also pour back into them and help with their resources and their finances. Mm-hmm. Well, I asked him, what, tell me what those people look like. What are you looking for? So once he explained to myself, okay, where can you find those people? He thought about all kinds of places, restaurants and this. and But I told him, okay, think about it. Those people don't want to make decisions because they make decisions all day. Yeah. So go find them at Orange Theory where they were literally working out and somebody's telling them how to work out. Once he did that, he doubled his business. Wow. He doubled his business because he put himself in the proper environment. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, you put yourself in the proper environment, you just be who you are, people start recognizing you. Mm-hmm. You know, people start saying, who's that? They start yeah. getting curious. And now it gives you the ability to link and, and make those relationships and those connections. Okay. I'm definitely going to utilize that and start going to new places and figuring out where I could find 100%. these women to socialize with more. And I'm excited for that. Um, and I like how you said, you don't necessarily take a friend with you. You go by yourself in hopes to gain a new one. Cause my thing is, let me just invite, you know, somebody that I already know. And it's kind of a comfort thing where this is something where I'm just going to have to get outside of my comfort zone and go by myself because I'm, I'll attract them. And guess what? People feel sorry for people that are by themselves. <laughs> that's true so think about it like if you see somebody by themselves and you're with your friends and everybody else is kind of hanging out with their own little groups and clips you're looking at the person that's alone you're saying i wonder what their story is that's i wonder it. why they're by themselves why didn't they have anybody to... so you have all these questions so when you go alone people have those questions about you but when you when you start introducing yourself and you start knowing people and telling people hello they're like saying well who's that person over there i, I want to go hang out with them let me go see who they are and next thing you, you become yeah. interesting and people start talking to you and communicating you. But if you're with a friend and you look comfortable with that friend, they'll just leave you alone and say, okay, they have their own thing going. They'll just pass you up. Uh-huh. Good point. So I got to leave my current friends at home and open the doors to find new ones. I'm excited. There you go. <laughs> cool deal. Well, we've talked relationships and you golfing and um, talking business with your friends. And we've talked health. Now, tell us a little bit about your family because we can't leave them out. Your amazing wife and kids. Tell us a little bit about them. So, yeah. So I've been married for... 13 years. So been married for 13 years. We have four girls, uh, 12, nine, eight, and a three-year-old, which is our bundle of joy. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, they're all in private school. You know, my wife is busy. I mean, they are very active. They're in competitive cheerleading. Uh, they're in competitive dancing. Uh, they also take private tumbling lessons. And so they're super involved and she is always on the go with them. So they say active, they say, but they're great kids. You know, they listen, they're obedient and they're creative, which I love the most. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but no, I, I, you know, great family and uh, I love every bit of them, you know? That's awesome. Um, one of the biggest reasons that I wrote my first book, I Killed My Father's Killer, is because my dad was very similar to yourself. He was a business owner. He had two beautiful girls, me and my sister. Um, And I have a half sister too. So you can say he had three girls. Yeah. He had a lot to provide for plus my mom and then with his own business. And he was great at taking care of family and running the business, but he died uh, before he even hit 40 heart attack. Um, You know, not realizing what we eat in South Louisiana and not keeping up with it and physical activity, like we were talking about can really take a toll on your life and the longevity of it. And then his dad, which is my grandpa, he died at a very early age too. So that was my main motivation in writing the book, I Killed My Father's Killer, was to go on a vegan journey, fall in love with fruits and vegetables, the good things that our body needs, Hmm. um, and just stop that generational curse. 
and live my life to where I can run a business. I can be a mom and I can take care of my health and not neglect it. So mm -hmm. you as a father who are, who's running a business, who has such a large family um, and you're on top of your health, how would you, what would you say is your biggest motivation to just stay on top of every area of your life? So just determines on what kind of leader I want to be. And that's, okay. a, that's one of those prompting questions is, Nate, what kind of leader do you want to be? Mm. And not only that, for me personally, what kind of leader do you want to look like to the people that look up to you? And so I have a hard time, and this may come off offensive, and, and, and that's not my heart, but when I look at a leader that's overweight mm -hmm. and has been struggling by their weight mm -hmm. and they're not doing anything to change that, mm -hmm. it, it, I, I begin to focus on that. You yeah. know, I begin to uh, really look at that and say, okay, they have not, either they haven't put the focus there or that's a place where they're struggling at, but it's, it's, it's a visual thing. And for leadership, it's all visual. Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing is that people are looking at you in a visual way uh -huh. and that's a big deal and so for everything like there's people that in my organization have probably never met me face to face mm -hmm. but they see me wow and it gives them an opportunity to make an impression a first impression just like that just mm -hmm. as is important what you wear and how you present yourself it's the same thing with your weight and mm -hmm. it's just and for me I challenge myself on that and some people may say that's a little too strict or that's but the question is, is what kind of leader do you want to be? Yeah. And if people are okay with that, then they're okay with that. They want to lead through that. They're fine with that. Mm -hmm. But I'm not asking the question, what kind of leader do I want them to be? I'm asking the question for me, what kind of leader do, does Nate want to be and represent? Yeah. And that's super important. Once you identify that for yourself and I had to do that for myself, then I hold myself to that standard. Now my decisions uh, rep represent or replicate or look and they, they complement what I made those decisions on. And so, and that's the, that's, so that's how I challenge myself and to keep myself on that path is saying, Hey dude, what kind of, and when I don't, it's saying, Hey, what kind of leader do you want to be? Mm. You know? And I challenge myself, what kind of leader do you want to become? Yeah. And because of that, I'm reminded of the things that are important to me. Mm -hmm. And so I maintain and stay on track. That's such a big question. What kind of leader do you want to be? And everything just kind of falls under it. So it's whenever you make those tiny decisions in your business or what you're eating, or if you worked out today, you go back to that question of what, who does Nate want to be? And I love how you mentioned the physicalities of it too, because a lot of us, you can determine it based off of a physical standpoint. Mm -hmm. My dad, he was, he was severely obese. So from the outside looking in, you could tell something was wrong, but he never really went to the doctors or there was no other red flags mm -hmm. other than him being overweight. And then his life was taken like that. So mm -hmm. that's why I wanted to use, you know, everything that I went through in childhood with losing him and his life and turn it into a book because a lot of people, especially in the South, um, being overweight or being obese, it's kind of looked at too as normal when mm -hmm. we actually, we can control those things. I know growing up, I was told many times as an obese child, you're just big bone. You always be that way. But <laughs> going through the, the transformation, I realized like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. I can right. change. So for you, you don't have to be a crappy leader. You can be an amazing leader because you can change it. You can read a book. You can hang out with people that's better mm -hmm. than you. You can listen to something that is going to grow you. And the same principles apply in our health. And that's why I just love how business principles, success principles, health principles, they all intertwine. They do. And it, everything matters, right? I mean, it all matters. Every decision you make matters. I, 
I'll tell you a short story. What, what got me on this track and this journey was I remember getting my license renewed. And when they, when, they, when they took my picture and I looked at my license and I was like, who's that guy? <laughs> when I'm looking at my cheeks, I'm like, I literally look like Nutty Professor. But it was like, in an instance, it felt like I gained 20 pounds. And that's what I did. I gained literally 20 pounds. So mm-hmm. I was like 210 to 215. I'm 185-ish now. So I remember looking at that picture and I'm saying, this is a problem. Yeah. Like, I literally neglected that area of my life. I neglected it. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't focused on it. Wow. And, and because of that, my thinking was off. You know, mm-hmm. there's things that I wasn't sharp in because of that, because of that area of my life. It, 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 it just as it locks in a positive way, it also does in a negative way. And, mm-hmm. it, and I was getting the negative experience. But now that I work out, after I work out in the mornings, I'm, I'm the most clear-minded and most creative. And some of the ideas I get from after working out, is just phenomenal. And so okay. there's a lot of benefits to it, especially if you're a leader and you're leading other people or you're leading an organization. It's super important that you stay active because you're, it, it, it really helps your mind. Mm-hmm. physical activity does so much to you mentally yeah. I was working out earlier and some book ideas came to me so I put them in, in my notes and that's why I encourage people you know just 30 minutes a day if that's all you can do go yeah. for a walk with your family ride a bike do something small and whenever yeah. you saw yourself on your license how did you say okay I'm going to change this for the better instead of just saying mm, I gained 20 pounds so and so gained 30 so how do you yeah. compare yourself to being better than somebody else who's average yeah, I wasn't okay with that because I felt like I was doing pretty good in business, at least my persona, you know, mm-hmm. like my persona was, persona was like, I, I, I look like I'm doing well, you know, I got the nice vehicle and the nice, I got all this stuff to, and I look at the picture, I'm saying, well, I'm not, I'm obviously not winning in this area. Uh, okay. And so when you got a winning attitude and you got a growth mindset, you're thinking, hey, this is great. This is positive. This is awesome. This is good. And then you look at yourself and you say, an area that you're not winning in, you say, I need to pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. Or now I become a phony or a fake. Do you see what I'm saying? And it's that, it's that challenge right there. You say, either you answer the call, you say, no, I'm just going to continue. It's not that bad. But when you're winning in other areas, you want to win in all areas. Oh yeah, and that, comp- that competitive nature starts kicking in, and and because I saw that, I recognized. I was like, no, I, I have to do some work here. This is mm-hmm. not me. This is not Nate, and this is not the leader that Nate wants to become. And so I, I I had to make the shift really fast. Wow. So just like you wanted to win in business and in your finances and every other area of life, you wasn't gonna let your health slip. You wanted to win. In That's that right. Team. Absolutely. Wow, that's some good stuff right there. I can feel your energy and enthusiasm when it comes to that. It gets me fired up just to hear the competitiveness in your voice with all areas of your life. There's no doubt. There's 100% certainty. Um, so last question for our viewers. If, we, if they're trying to balance it all, their family, their finances, uh, maybe pursuing a business and then their physical health, what is the one thing that you would tell them to kind of keep it all together? Ooh, so I would say self-time. You have to spend time with yourself. You know, because everything you mention is what everybody else is saying and everybody else is doing. And you know these things. Mm-hmm. But in order to get the confidence to implement everything that you want to do and those desires and dreams that you have, it first starts with you. You can't gain the confidence off of the results that you may get. You can't gain the confidence off the results that somebody else may get. You got to gain the confidence with you as a whole and you just being you. So if it's weight loss, 
be okay with where you are and say, you know what? I am overweight and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Have that conversation with yourself and say, you know what? Here's some things that I need to do. Here's some things that I want to do and start there. Just, but you've got to spend the time with yourself to be the loudest voice in your head. Because when you allow everybody else's voice and what everybody else is doing, be the loudest voice, then your temperament's going to change just like everybody else's voices will change, just like everybody else's results will change. And you can't keep up with that physically. So you have to spend time with yourself and identify what's important to you, where you want to go, where you want to head, what direction you want to go down and clarify that. Once you clarify that and you invest in you, then you bring that to the exterior, which is all the things that you mentioned. But first, start with yourself. Wow. And those same questions that you just asked um, yourself can be applied in other areas, your finances, your family life. Every, you just apply them. He's a principle. You just apply it. Wow. So spend time with yourself and then that's how you get better. It's, it's awesome how those principles apply in every single area. It is. And, and so I would, so you say what that looks like, maybe it's just going on a walk, going on a five, 10 minute walk. You know, uh, maybe if you're on vacation, maybe just bring uh, a set of workout clothes. So when your family is sleeping, you decide, Hey, I'm going to wake up a little early because this matters to me and I'm going to go work out, you know, yeah. and spend time by myself. I'm just going to walk on the treadmill. So these are, areas that you can you can things that you can do to gain and get some self-care for yourself you're right about that and those small things definitely compound over time it's just the initial buildup of getting the momentum going and starting off that seems to be the hardest part for most people tough yeah (laughs) well you've conquered it and you're still mastering it so i applaud you for that and thank you so much for being on episode three of the i killed my own killer podcast series and doing it live on facebook too for our followers to watch Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If this message really inspired you, look, I want to ask you to please share it or rate it. By you doing this, this really helps me reach millions of people all over the world to help them also upgrade who they are. Again, thank you for listening and let's continue to upgrade.